Christ as a man is the ladder that opens the heaven and that joins the earth to heaven and that brings heaven down to earth. Welcome to Life Study, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study is a study of the Bible emphasizing life. Jesus said in John 6.63, The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Life Study is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee began this ministry in China in the 1920s and continued it until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962. Today, Witness Lee will speak again from John chapter 1 on Jesus as the Lamb of God with the Spirit as the dove to produce stones for God's building. After Witness Lee speaks, we will fellowship concerning today's word and announce our toll-free number through which you may obtain a free copy of today's message. And now, here's Witness Lee with today's word from John chapter 1. When John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, two disciples were attracted. So good. Not 2,000, but two. Not even 20, but two. Two of John's disciples got attracted. And John was happy. John was really happy to see two of his disciples got attracted. You know, who were these two? John told us clearly, one of these two was Angel. And who was the other one? Say it. No doubt. I agree with you. That was John. Then, Angel got attracted. And Angel uh, went to catch his brother Peter. Am I right? And Peter came. The Lord Jesus changed his name. To what? He was called Simon. The Lord said, from now you should be called Cephas. That means Peter. And Peter or Cephas means what? Means a stone. I told you already, the book of John is a book of allegories. The lamb, the dove, the stone. Tell me, if this is not an allegory, what is this? Am I right? You have the lamb, you have the dove, now you have the stone. This signifies what? Signifies the lamb plus the dove produces the stone. Redemption plus regeneration and transformation produces what? Stone. I say again, don't try to understand this book just by black and white. You have to get into the real significance of all the allegories. You have to learn how to allegorize this book. What is a lamb? What is a lamb? You know, what is a lamb? Okay, you have to go back to uh, the old husband. You have to go back, especially to Exodus chapter 12. 
In the Passover, every household prepared a lamb according to their eating. For their sins and for their satisfaction. Then you know what is a lamb. Christ didn't come to be a giant leader, but a little lamb for redemption. And what is a dove? You have to go back to the Old Testament again. That is something so little, yet so living, so full of life, so full of the beauty of life. That is the third person of the Godhead reaching humanity. And this is the dove descending upon a man, descending upon this humanity. To match the redemption, to produce the stones. Not to produce many doctors. Not to produce many preachers. Not to produce many ministers. But to produce piece after piece of stone. If you call Peter doctor, you have to call him Dr. Stone. And these stones are for what? Are just for Bethel, the house of God. But the Lord always doing things in a gradual way. He would never do anything in a rush. First of all, you know, to God attracted by him, he didn't change the name of angel to a stone. Don't you realize this as a wonderful point? Probably if you and I were Jesus, right away, change angel to a stone. And change John to a diamond. The Lord Jesus didn't change anything. He was not in, in a rush. Until <laughs> gradually, angel brought his brother to Jesus. Then Jesus changed Peter's name. Then another one got attracted. Philip. Right? Philip. But, again, the Lord didn't do anything with Philip. You know, here, he told his friend, his countryman, Nathaniel, Oh, we have found Messiah. We made the son of Joseph and the one from Nazareth. <laughs> this can report really offended. Nazanel. Nazanel read. We said, what? From Nazareth? I couldn't believe. But anyhow, Philip was a good brother. <laughs> he didn't argue and he didn't go on he got to realize he was short of something so he said come and see <laughs> then Nazinel came the Lord didn't do anything with Philip but now the Lord did something with Nazinel don't be the first if you like to be the first, you are through with the Lord. Stay a little while, try to be the second. 
Don't be the first. <laughs> in the school, you better get to the first. But in the church, don't be the first. With the Lord Jesus, never try to be the first. Learn to be the second. If you try to be the first, you miss the mark. Every human being, in a natural way, likes to be the first. I tell you, when you get to be the first, you are through. Rather to be the second, then the Lord will do something with you. Anyhow, you see, the Lord revealed the matter of stone to the second. Now, the Lord revealed something bigger. Not only the piece of stone, but the whole house of God. Till the second again. He told Nazanel that all the disciples will see the heavens open. And the angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. All the Jewish people by that time didn't know what that meant. That was the reference to Jacob's dream. Jacob, when he was on the way to flee from his brother, he slept in the open air. In the night, he got a dream. And he saw the heaven open to him. And there was a ladder set up from the earth to reach the heavens. And then he called that place the gate of heaven. And he poured oil over that piece of stone he used as a pillow. And he called that piece of stone also Bethel, the house of God. We don't have too much time to dwell upon this one thing. But I just call your attention to this point. That is Christ as a man is that letter that opens the heaven and that joins the earth to heaven and that brings heaven down to earth. Then with him, wherever as a man in humanity he is, there is the vessel. The building of God's house with all the stones. Now you can see in Jacob's dream you have a stone there. Now in this chapter before Basil was revealed to Nazanel, a stone was called with Peter already. And that piece of stone, no doubt, is for the building of this house of God, Bethel. Now, up to this point, you all can see what this one chapter of John starts with the beginning and starts with the word. In the beginning was the word. But it ends with what? It ends with Bethel, the house of God. There is a long way from verse 1 to pass through to verse 51. In verse 1, you have the beginning, you have the word. In verse 51, you have what? You have Bethel, the building of the house of God. 
The long way is all the points. God, creation, life, light, receptacle, the children of God, the flesh, the tabernacle, the grace, the reality, the decoration of God, and then what? The lamb, and then the dove, and then the stone, and then the letter. That is the humanity of Jesus. And eventually, you have the house of God. Isn't this life and building? It's marvelous. Marvelous. Praise Him. The stone was revealed to the first, second person, Peter. And the house was revealed to the second, second person, Nathaniel. And the whole revelation was written to us by the one of the first two. John himself is quite meaningful. All together, five disciples there. It's really meaningful. Praise the Lord. Now we can see. We can see what? We can see the beginning. And we can see the word. And we can see God. And we can see the creation. And we can see life. And we can see light. And we can see the many children of God brought forth in life. And we can see the flesh, and we can see the tabernacle, and we can see the grace, and we can see the reality, and we can see the full decoration of God to transform, to unite, and to build, and we can see the stone, and we can see the ladder, and we can see the open heaven, and eventually we can see the house of God, and we are part of it. Hallelujah! I am a part of it! Are you not a part of it? Hallelujah! We all are part of it! It's wonderful. It's wonderful. This book of John is marvelous. It's profound. Hallelujah! We don't have a giant leader of religion, but we have a little lamb. We don't have a movement, but we have a little dove. Hallelujah! We don't like to be a doctor, but we like to be a piece of stone. Am I right? And we don't like to be an organization, but we like to be a vessel. The house of God. With Christ, not only in his divinity, but also in his humanity. He is the son of God. Okay, now in chapter 1, you have three sections. The first section composed with the first 13 verses ends with the children of God. The second section composed with verses 14 through 18, you have the only begotten Son of God. And the third section, you have 33 verses end with the Son of Man. For God's corporate expression. There is the need of many children of God. For God's decoration. 
to be known by man, there is the need of the unique, only begotten Son of God. For the house of God, there is the need of the Son of Man. Three sections end with three things. The children of God, the only begotten of God, and the Son of Man. Have you got it? That was Witness Lee speaking from John chapter 1. If you would like a copy of today's Life Study message, please call toll-free 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Now with us in the studio today is Ed Marks, who has been serving as a full-time editor with Living Stream for over 10 years. Good to be with you, Ed. It's a real privilege to be here today. Ed, what is the meaning of the Lord's changing Simon's name to Cephas? When the Lord saw Simon, he changed his name. He said, your name shall be Cephas, and that's interpreted as Peter, and the name Peter means a stone. This was very significant, because later, Matthew sixteen eighteen tells us that when Peter saw the revelation of Jesus as the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Lord Jesus responded to him by saying that he was a stone and that upon this rock he would build his church. Well, what this means is that Peter is a stone and upon this rock, which is Christ as the rock, he's the foundation stone of God's building. Even more specifically, the rock here refers to the revelation of Christ as the Son of God. That revelation is the foundation upon which the church is built. And what the Lord was telling Peter is, you are a stone for God's spiritual building, his spiritual house. Peter refers to this also in his epistle in 1 Peter 2, 4 through 5. In verse 4, he tells us that Christ himself is a living stone, chosen of God and precious. Then in verse 5, he says, you also as living stones are being built up into a spiritual house by God. This shows the significance of the Lord's changing Simon's name to Cephas or Peter, which means a stone. This unveils God's entire eternal intention to us, that Christ and his believers are both living stones for God's building. So God's building is not a physical building. The church is not a physical building. The church is a spiritual building, a spiritual house composed of the believers in Christ who are the living spiritual stones full of the life of Christ for God's building. What is the meaning of transformation? Well, in the message we saw that Simon's name being changed to a stone implies the thought of transformation. Simon was Peter's name according to his natural being, his natural birth. But when the Lord saved him and came into him, he got a new nature, a spiritual nature. This made him a living stone. Even as the Lord continues to work in us after he regenerates us in our spirit, He spreads outward into our soul to transform our soul. Most believers 
unconsciously feel that the Lord saves them, and now they just need to do their best to become good Christians and wait for the Lord's second return when they'll be glorified. But the Bible reveals that there's not just the stages of regeneration in our spirit and glorification in our body. Both of those take place in an instant. We're regenerated in an instant. We're glorified in the twinkling of an eye when our body is changed and glorified. But transformation is a long process. This takes place in our soul, in our mind, our will, and our emotion. And transformation is not an outward change. What it is, is an inward, metabolic, spiritual, divine process. An example of this is when we eat food. When we eat something, what we eat comes into us and a metabolism takes place. In that metabolism, what happens is a new element comes into our being. And the old element of our being is discharged. So this is why dietitians tell us that we are what we eat. In the same way, when we take in Christ as our spiritual food, he comes into us with his riches as the new element to cause the old element of our old natural being to be discharged. Transformation is a great miracle. I think many of us who are listening can even testify that when the Lord came into us, when we started to read the Bible prayerfully, when we began to pray and fellowship with other Christians, something happened in us spontaneously that caused us to be new people. This is a great miracle. Uh, this is the reality of transformation. What does Witness Lee mean when he says that we should never try to be first with the Lord Jesus, but second? What Brother Lee is referring to here is we see a divine principle in John 1. Andrew came to the Lord. Then he went and told his brother, Simon. So Andrew was the first to come to the Lord. Simon was the second. Well, it was to Simon that the Lord changed his name to that of a stone. If we were the Lord, we would have changed Andrew's name to a stone. But the Lord didn't do it with the first. He did it with the second. And the same principle with Philip and Nathaniel. Philip was the first one to come to the Lord. And then he went and told Nathaniel. Nathaniel was the second. It was Nathaniel that received the revelation of Christ as the Son of Man at Bethel, the house of God. This shows us also a principle of the second. Now, what this all means is this. We should never try to be first with the Lord Jesus, but second. This means that we should always take the lower place in God's economy. And this is seen in Matthew 20, verses 26 through 28, when the Lord says, whoever wants to be great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you shall be your slave. And Christ, as the Son of Man, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The principle in the world is everyone striving to be first. Everyone's striving to be great. Everyone wants to be somebody. Everyone wants to be the boss. But the principle in God's economy with the Lord Jesus is that the greatest one among you is the least among you. And whoever is great among you shall be your servant. This is the principle of being second rather than being first. 
Ed, could you explain more concerning the building of the house of God as seen in John 151? John 151 contains a great revelation of Christ. When Nathanael approached the Lord, the Lord told him that he saw him under the fig tree. And when Nathanael heard that, obviously there was something that happened under that fig tree that we don't know about that was very personal, private, and intimate with Nathanael, even maybe in relation to his transaction with God in prayer. The Bible doesn't tell us. But when the Lord said that he saw him under the fig tree, Nathanael was so amazed. He said, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And the Lord responded by saying, Nathanael, you shall see greater things than these. Truly, truly, I say to you, you shall see the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. When the Lord said this, what he was revealing to Nathanael and to the disciples is that he's not merely the son of God. He is also the son of man. He doesn't merely have the divine nature now. He also has the human nature. He's not merely God, but he is also man. He's the complete God and the perfect man. He is the God man. This is marvelous. But this verse 51 also takes us back to Genesis 28, where Jacob had a dream And he saw a ladder set up, joining earth to heaven and bringing heaven to earth. And after he had this dream, he declared, this is none other than the gate of heaven. This is the house of God. And he called that place Bethel, which means the house of God. Okay, what the Lord Jesus was saying in verse 51 is the reality of that dream is here with you now. I am that ladder. I became a man, and in my humanity, I am the ladder, bringing heaven to earth and joining earth to heaven. This is really marvelous. Christ, as the Son of Man, as the God-man, when he became a man, he brought heaven to earth. When he became the life-giving spirit in resurrection, he joined earth to heaven. And in resurrection, He released his life. He imparted into us his many believers. And we became the house of God, Bethel. This is a marvelous, deep, high, lofty revelation. So Christ is the Son of Man. He brings heaven to earth. He joins earth to heaven for the producing and building up of the spiritual house of God, which is the real Bethel. And Bethel... The ultimate Bethel is the New Jerusalem, which is the house of God, with God dwelling in man and man dwelling in God for eternity, for his expression. Thank you, Ed. If you would like a free copy of today's Life Study message and a gift copy of the Stream magazine, call toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or write us at Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or visit us at our website, www.lsm.org. That's www.lsm.org. The Living Stream Ministry is pleased to announce the publication of a new book, The Overcoming Life, 
a fresh and accurate translation of messages given by Watchman Nee in 1935. These messages contain the underlying truth that led to Watchman Nee's well-known classic, The Normal Christian Life. Those who have read The Normal Christian Life will find that the overcoming life speaks with the same freshness, clarity, and surprising originality. This book and other books by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee can be obtained from your local Christian bookstore. Our number again is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. 1-888-888-LIFE-STUDY. 